Welcome to our Rutgers Enactus podcast, Are You Enactus Goal? This is our very first discussion. We are your hosts, Krithvi and Purva. Just a little bit about our, our, our organization. We are a social entrepreneurship club. We have multiple projects and initiatives that identify issues in our community and around the world and come up with sustainable and innovative solutions. These issues are interconnected with the UN Sustainable Development Goals. The Sustainable Development Goals are a collection of 17 interlinked global goals designed to be a blueprint to achieve a better and more sustainable future for all. So to kick off our first discussion, we have Nidhi representing our initiatives PADS and we have Kayla representing our project Parasite. Today's conversation will be focusing on the UN SDG Good Health and Well-Being. All right, so to kick off our discussion today, we have our first question for Pat. So could you talk about a bit about good health and well-being in New Jersey? Yeah, so basically, like, PADS is, like, dedicated, like, locally trying to, like, find out which communities are having a really hard time finding period products. And basically, like, what we have found with, like, pretty minimal data is that people who are homeless, people who menstruate that are homeless, and people who are in incarcerated currently and those two markers were really easy to find because well I mean they're obviously the most disenfranchised but what we noticed lately is that we don't have enough data on people who grew up in the suburbs or people who are in college because we just have the assumption that when you're going to school or if you're living in a city that you have access to these products so our assessment right now is like how, how to reevaluate the poverty line within New Jersey. So our like assessment basically right now is we don't have enough information, mm-hmm. but using like global statistics and just how COVID-19, the pandemic overall, exasperated already like known issues, we're like under the impression there's many adolescent girls and people who just don't have access to period products right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. So, what about the um, next question? I would definitely agree with that. I feel like there are a lot of communities yes. out there that just not enough research mm-hmm. on. Um, our next question will be focusing a bit more globally. So, we wanted to ask um, Parasite, Kayla, could you talk a bit about good health and well being globally? Of course. Um, so, we are trying to address the target with the SDG, whereby 2030 we ensure healthy lives and promote well being for all ages by fighting communicable disease. Our research and development project within Enactus is called uh, Parasite Disease or Project Parasite, respectively, interchangeably. And uh, we have been narrowing down how we want to sustainably help a, a community with uh, limit their risk by contracting a neglected tropical disease by the name of schistomiasis. Uh, since we are a evolving research initiative, there are many uh, ideas on the table. Our most talked about solutions have been these, this triad of implementing a health education campaign alongside a uh, cost-effective water uh, filtration and sanitation system with a market gardening strategy. The goal is to reduce the risk of communicable disease spread from person to person. We are only obviously a student-based group and disease prevention requires extensive collaboration with health professionals and experts. However, we hope to get there uh, along the way with uh, providing knowledge, tools, and other strategies to feasibly help others. 
That's great. That's awesome. All right. So the next question that we have, I guess, is for both could apply to both projects. So how are your projects addressing these is issues that you just mentioned? And we can start off with either one. Take your time to think about it. Um, I can go. I, so like, I think I could be like kind of knows about this. We're like very research based right now. And the main reason is because when you like Google stuff related period poverty, mm -hmm. you get like third world countries, you know, communities that are very, you know, low income and not to say like those are, you know, obviously areas we should focus on. Mm -hmm. But it's like a common misconception that because we live in a first world country and especially New Jersey, which is a relatively like a higher cost living state that most people don't suffer from like suffer from period poverty but the thing is like the federal standard for the living under the poverty line is twenty thousand dollars which is pretty low and because the average income in new jersey is 70 grand we assume that most people in new jersey live above the poverty line however because new jersey is the most highest costing state to live in i think it, i believe it's the third mm -hmm. 70 grand isn't actually enough to live in this state and like if anyone anyone's parents that owns homes here yes. though like the property taxes mm -hmm. are absolutely yep. insane and because of that we don't assess poverty in the correct way so there's actually more people living under poverty that we know of that we don't know of and because of that i think we don't have enough of an incentive like for government legislation legislation to actually do something about it and we came across this like joint resolution that was passed within new jersey a couple months ago talking about how the end of may like the end of May will be to mark period awareness about how period poverty affects everyone. But it's like really ironic to me because this is the government and they can actually do something about it. But because we don't have enough research to give them to actually like, hey, there's like, like a big amount of people suffering from this. We can't. And it's just like research is like everything because without the numbers, we don't give the people like an actual reason to mm -hmm. like put money into something. Right. So I have like a question for you. So have you worked with any like local organizations um, to so, combat any of the issues? Yeah, so like pre-pandemic, we were working with homeless shelters mm -hmm. to try and like, you know, at least donate career products, you know, give them something like an actual storage of hygiene products that people could use. Mm -hmm. And then we went into the pandemic and it was just like, it was just like a big cluster of like, noise and so many things were going on and we got sidetracked and now it's like now like one of the big problems is that there's like a supply chain problem with hygiene oh, products okay and i believe like when there was the un did a study and like 30 countries like health professionals from 30 countries reported like over half peop of people had a hard time purchasing products mm -hmm. because there just wasn't enough mm -hmm. right and now it's like a problem of like how do we provide people with things that they need when we can't even ourselves purchase them because they just don't exist right now? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know about that. That's that's yeah. That's very sad. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we can move on to Kayla. Yeah. So I think I addressed a little bit about what parasites does um, in the previous question, um, but what was important that um, was highlighted was the pandemic. Uh, there was a steady progress that was addressed by the other countries uh, outside of America and North America, where the goal, the United Nations goal of good health and well-being, um, was being progressively, like I said, addressed. Um, however, every country expressed a lapse in progress, 
according to the United Nations, because of the pandemic, including um, disproportionately uh, disenfranchised countries. Um, one I would mention, or a part of a country one I would mention, would be the Sub-Saharan Africa, who experienced um, two epidemics, the COVID-19 pandemic, and uh, including the uh, global malaria distribution of just services lack thereof because of a total global shutdown. Um, with that being no services going forward and a lack of services, we can see that with uh, all the uh, you know target goals that the global health and well-being uh, SDG wants to target, which includes you know um, umbrella tackling communicable diseases, non-communicable diseases, uh, reproductive health, uh, treating substance use, even ro uh, reducing road casualties, um, even uh, achieving universal health care, which is a hot topic. Um, it, it, it is something that uh, we, tr we have been looking at throughout our time as a uh, initiative because it comes up in every single research article that we look into and I'm sure like for everyone that does research with health like it comes up um, and you have to address it whether it's economically feasible to go about doing something uh, along those lines because you have to look at people individually and say can we do something that helps them in the long term or are we going to have to forego that because because of money um, and because of the pandemic a lot of that had to, uh, like services had to stop because not only because of money um, but because of the risk of contracting a communicable disease so uh, as I want to reiter uh, reiterate like many health indicators in countries were moving forward before the pandemic but um, as part of the sustainable development goal uh, they were trying to like influence health moving forward but now currently like the data shows that every, every country even economically flourishing countries are moving backwards as was highlighted so mm -hmm. yeah the pandemic really has caused a lot of problems that i don't think people a lot, a lot of times realize especially with the economy based as you guys mentioned with stopping things like services and supply chains so things that were going into like we're helping out before can no longer can con continue and but um there have been organizations which are um trying to go about these issues so i wanted to ask you guys do you know of any other initiatives or organizations out there that are targeting these um this specific uh sustainable development goal um i'm not sure about like initiatives but like organizations you know what the period chapter is it's like a non-for-profit i believe and they're like in charge of just like raising awareness of period poverty within the u.s and like trying to assess like how reproductive health is being taught in schools and trying to improve upon that and i think that's like pretty important because it's the only way like you're gonna like have people live their best life is to bring awareness to teach them correctly um, regarding communicable diseases, I want to stay on top of with like, uh, you know, my group and schistosomiasis and communicable diseases and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, we all know the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that's mainly for the United States and some worldwide things, just publications and stuff like that. But we also have um, for uh, the Pan-America Health Organization, which is in, in cahoots with uh, the World Health Organization. They prioritize disease prevention, vaccine coverage, which is also a big thing right now. Mm -hmm. um, there's the International Society for Infectious Diseases. That's a nonprofit organization. Um, they work to control disease outbreaks and help patients that can track whatever specific disease they're trying mm -hmm. to uh, help. Um, there's also, in regards to schistomiasis, the neglected tropical disease, uh, the Neglected Tropical Disease NGO Network, where they unite under helping to create a global forum for non-governmental organizations to work to control neglected tropical diseases, mm -hmm. which I actually hope to uh, get in contact with my group um, for that. That's probably pretty, um, uh, like, you know, foregoing, uh, not foregoing, excuse me, but that's, mm -hmm. uh, what would you say? Uh, like a uh, I'm trying to think of a word for it. <laughs> They're a pretty big group. Like that's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty exciting. They, when, okay. when researching them, they were uh, they were pretty interesting mm -hmm. to work with. So okay. we have other things in the works. So yeah. I'm sure when when researching things like that, it's mm -hmm. pretty interesting. Um, they they were pretty cool. So yeah, uh, all that mm -hmm. being said. Uh, that's what we have going on for communicable diseases. There's a lot of things for non-communicable communicable diseases, mm -hmm. uh, but not that much for communicable diseases, yeah. Yeah, some nice information. So I think both of your projects are are doing such a great job with tackling each of the um, issues, and I think that you're doing, also doing it on a bigger scale. So specifically, um, can you give maybe some recommendations to the people just in our community and how maybe they can help with these SDGs? We can start off with either. I'll go first. Okay. Um, so, again, just keep with theme. <laughs> um, some considerations um, could be to follow the Centers for Disease Control Prevention Guidelines for Communicable Diseases within the United States. Uh, the three that do come to mind are uh, sexually transmitted diseases, uh, the flu, because we are coming into flu season, yes. and obviously we've been talking about the pandemic, so COVID-19. Uh, to summarize that, have uh, practice safe sex and mm -hmm. uh, get tested regularly yes. for sexually transmitted diseases. Consider uh, the annual flu vaccine and consider the COVID vaccine and follow uh, COVID-19 recommendation guidelines to help prevent the spread of diseases, especially within New Brunswick, because uh, we are a college town. But yeah, that would be the recommendations yes. or the considerations. Uh, Mm-hmm. Per, per community? Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. So I think like the biggest thing that we can do like community wise is just be mindful of what we're teaching adolescents in school in regards mm -hmm. to reproductive health. Definitely. Because the less stigma there is about menstruation, the easier it is to actually combat like the issues that come with it. And among like period poverty, like people not having access to the product itself, it's also people not having access to clean water to deal with menstruation people not being able to like assess like what is a normal period and what is something you need to get checked out by a doctor. And while we are like definitely, you know, doing better about being able to talk about like menstruation problems, it's like 
parts of New Jersey have a really good reproductive health system or education system mm-hmm. and some just yes. do not mm-hmm. and you know we need to have a more cohesive plan more that's something more like this is what you need to teach this has to happen you know yeah. and that's like one of the things that our committees were my projects working on specifically the awareness committee mm-hmm. to create like an actual lesson plan that should be adopted by schools like as you're mentioning so with um these recommendations you guys are also kind of building up your own initiatives around this so i was just wondering do you have any other future ideas or kind of specific initiatives that you're looking into regarding for good health and well-being and in perspective to your topics i think like the biggest thing like i would want to accomplish is a misconception that hygiene products are a luxury item. Obviously, they are not. You, uh, people who menstruate need them to go work, to go about their lives. And so if you live like under the poverty line in New Jersey, you can get SNAP benefits, which is like for food, water, yep. and basically like there are some essentials that are not included within it. And it's toilet paper, which is obviously also an essential item, but also hygiene products. And if we could like get SNAP to recognize that hygiene products should be part of it, those benefits, then it would probably help like a lot more people. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, so for a parasite project, or parasite diseases interchangeably <laughs> respectively, um, we have lined up, because we are such a growing initiative um, that is heavily research-based, um, still in, lots of research work and uh, development stage. Um, we are collaborating with Rutgers professors and uh, organizations just to see where things will take us, what ideas will come up uh, along the way. Um, and the main thing is website updates. Um, we had we recently had feedback that our website was not the most updated thing so <laughs> we we are working on getting that updated for future partnerships with people so that will be one of the biggest uh projects we, are, we will implement right now mm-hmm. and the next thing we'll, research wise will be looking into sand filtration um as one of the uh filtration uh, uh cost effective filtration uh, relating to the triad that i mentioned previously and we hope to target find a target location soon because that's obviously we need to find a place to do this uh, in collaboration with a Rutgers professor. Uh, Just for our listeners, do you want to tell us how can we access your website? Yeah, Yeah, uh, so you can access it through, I think it's www.parasiteprevention.com or you can find it on the Anactus website, I believe, but um, yeah, pretty much. Yes, definitely check the website out for those that are listening in. <laughs> oh, and also and for also, yeah. PADS, do pads. you have any social media that you want to shout out? Yeah, it's PADS RU. You guys should go follow. They have really good resources about yeah. period poverty. Give them a follow. And thank you, Kayla and Nidhi, for joining our podcast. And thank you to those that are tuning in. Please join us in next week's podcast on Wednesday, where we'll be discussing the UN Sustainable Development Goal, Reduced Inequalities. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we also have an in-person society and sustainability seminar happening on Wednesday, November 10th. So mark your calendars from 8.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. 
So please join us and learn how you can make a difference in our world. Signing off.